podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So the match between the two European champions finishes in defeat for Nottingham Forest as Manchester City win 2-0. But does that tell the whole story of the match? We're about to get into it. I'm Grumpy Old Red. Good evening on Night Chat. How are you doing? Hope you guys are all well and welcome to Grumpy Old Reds, which is exactly on time. All the makeup's been done. Mavis has been around the makeup lady, sorted everyone out. Uh, we really do have that grumpy Dino there. Um, <laughs> hope, you, hope you guys in the chat are doing well. We'll get into your comments as always. But coming up tonight, we're going to be talking about the player performances. Who stood out for you guys? Who didn't so much have a good game. We'll talk about, is Cooper right to tinker with the lineup and the formation so much? We'll cover that one off and plenty of other stuff in between. So as always, if you're sitting there just chilling, chill for a second longer, hit that like button, subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you are new. And let's jump into this. And <clears throat> boys, <clears throat> excuse me, the voice. I want to jump straight into this. Um, I think she forgot your Wolverine. What are you not talking about? What are you not talking about? Anyway, um, we'll say hi to everyone. I'll bring your comments up. Uh, let's kick it off. I want to just start with the team sheet and the lineup. Because um, there's mixed reaction to it yesterday. And when you first saw the team sheet, how did you feel about it in terms of the setup and the lineup? Yeah, I was I was quite uh, quite impressed, if I'm honest. Um, mainly because he brought in Dominguez and uh, Sangare. And Mangala in midfield, I thought that was a good, strong midfield. So I was quite, I was quite pleased with that. Um, the defence, I was surprised that Worrell was dropped. Pleasantly surprised. No offence to Joe Worrell, you know, but we have better players in that position. So I was quite, I was quite pleased with the with the lineup. Um, yeah, that's all I can say really. I, I can't force him on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I, I thought Worrell was harshly treated there, and and putting in. Um, Aurier in his position, to be honest. Um, and I, I know they called out the central defenders, but I didn't think Worrell did too bad. I'm sort of like a bit of a Worrell lover at the minute, aren't I? You are no, a, I, I can back you on that, a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I can understand that, do you know? I can understand that. Yeah, I, I don't know. He must have felt really shit, and I don't think he's done that bad this season. Yeah, that's fair. Where's, where's crypto when you need him? Come on, crypto. Here he is. Here, here he is. I know it wouldn't take you long. <laughs> okay, but, but it's a serious it's a serious question to have because a lot of people during the match in the watch along were saying um Aurier shouldn't have started when you ask them well who should have started a lot weren't saying Worrell so okay. was anyone disappointed were you disappointed with Aurier's performance because he got a little bit of stick on the watch along from some of the guys in the chat I didn't notice too much wrong from what he did, to be honest. Um, it took me a few. So what, as soon as I saw the line, it took me a few seconds to figure out what he was doing with it. But I think you know it was quite clear that he was playing Ori in that right centre back position in the back three. Um, but I don't think he did too badly. I kind of agree with Dino without blowing Worrell's trumpet too much. I've always said, well, I have said this season, Worrell for me only works in the back three, um, and I would have. I wouldn't have had an issue with him playing on that right side of that um, 
centre centre back trio. Um, so it was a little bit surprised, but I don't think Aurier did bad. I, I think he 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 did his he worked his position well. He didn't get too far forward. It wasn't an, it wasn't an attacking role for him anyway. But I think he was disciplined in his role. The way they got through, mate, is they get through through most teams. Um, I didn't have an issue with um Aurier's performance in particular, though not at all. Well, you say that as I'm going to take issue with you because you don't leave Haaland unmarked in the box. Down that left-hand side, it was his side at the end of the day. And as, as mm. Robbie's saying, yeah, as a collective defence, we left the best striker in the world unmarked in the box, and that's inexcusable. And I've got to agree with Robbie there. So, you know, he's saying not did bad, but that was a huge mistake for me. It was, but... Yeah, was, but, but you know what? Even if but, he was anywhere near him... Go on. No, I'm sorry, Ez. I was, no, all on. I was going to say is it was, but but Haaland does that to a lot of teams. For some reason, for such a massive guy, he often finds himself in a lot of space. It's it's just got to mm. be his movement. And when we when we're thinking of criticising any of our defenders, it does it does matter who you're playing, and you are playing the best team in the world. That is that is an important factor. You know they'll do that and far worse to a lot of teams. Yeah, but. It's I get what yeah. you're saying about Haaland, but it wasn't like this was a run of ball in behind Haaland jinxed in and out. This was a cross. I, I almost felt like um Aurier was marking Bolly in that box. And then it turned around, oh shit, oh yeah, Haaland. Oh, he's good in the air. Bang. In it went. So I think there was a little naivety. I'm not saying Aurier had a bad game. I'm just I'm just picking on Ez to be honest, mm. really. Because <laughs> there is mistakes. Yeah, that was a hell of I'm not Yeah. Yeah, well, it was, and I'd have to go back and review the game anyway because I haven't done so. But Warra wouldn't have done any better in that position anyway. I don't see that as as a as mm. a big game changer, to be honest. But um, I think it's the overall way we looking we're looking at we're going to look at this game. Are we looking at it as um, we could have got it could have been a lot worse scoreline wise, and we've got away with it because we kept into two 0 up uh, up until half time. Then obviously the change that happened in the second half, or is it is it a case of we could have done a lot better because i think there is a half glass a glass half full situation here because i believe we had the opportunities to really get something out of it but if we could have kept, if we can cut out those kind of mistakes against any team you know we'll be a better team but we're up against the best team in the world world club uh, best club team in the world in anyone's opinion so i think you kind of got to take that into consideration well Maybe speaking speaking of handsome men Speaking of handsome men, um, yeah, I was going to say. We'll go to yeah. Dino. We'll go to Dino. <laughs> um, the chat yeah, are going absolutely crazy over Tavares. Mm. Uh, there's so many comments coming in here. Mm. Both girls came from Tavares's area. Uh, Tavares cost us points. Reminds me of some other defenders. There's, there's so many. Uh, Pat saying Tavares, although I don't rate him, he was left to handle Walker and Foden on his own. I think that is true as well. Um, Dino. Tavares, like, what was your take on him for that game? And we've talked about him a lot, but yeah. were, were we seeing were we seeing those issues that we pointed out? Um, you know, when we signed him, yeah, I didn't point them out because I kind of wanted to give the guy a chance. Uh, I think I think you called it out first, and I think you're right. I just I just don't know whether it's this quality. I don't, how much time did he? How much football has he played? And um, over the last few years at your other club, 
It's not. He went on loan. He went on loan last season. Yeah. He was he on loan last season. season then. He was on loan at Marseille last season, and he started off like a train. The fans absolutely yeah. adored him. He scores like six goals in his first ten games, and oh. then he he started falling out, and he went off the rails, and ended up not wanting him. I mean, I said from day one, it's, it's unfair to judge to judge him against a against Man City, but b as a defender yeah. because I've said from day one, he is not a left back. Yeah. Yeah, but Ant, he's being played there. He's being played yeah, there. Yeah. That, but is that his fault, though? Wolverine. That's the manager's fault, not the player. He is yeah. not a left yeah. back, never has been, never will be. He's at minimum a wing back. And I've mm. said from day one, he's probably better used as a winger, if I'm honest, because he is good going forward. He's powerful, he's pacey, he's immensely strong. He's got an eye for goal. Going forward, he's fine. But going back, I said it's a liability. We must not play him as a left back, particularly. Yeah. Therefore, my answer is if he's playing out of position, then we can't really judge him. If he's been although I don't know, yeah. um, it's a different it's a different ball game in the Premier League, but you know, we saw Jack Colback drop to left back, didn't we, in the championship? And I know it's a different I know it's different levels as people like Sheffield United are seeing now. I just had to get that one in yeah. about Sheffield United, by the way. Um but yeah, I mean, he's he's he. he if, uh, I wouldn't play him at left back. Wouldn't would it be better to put Nico out there? Or Nico I mean, disappeared, hasn't he? he? I mean, Russell saying, where, "What's happened to Williams?" Uh. Yeah, and and why did we ship? You know, the the guy with no leg out to on loan. I'm struggling in that mm-hmm. position. Richards. Yeah, it's look. I got to take issue with you. You lot are saying he's not a left back. The problem is he was brought in as a left back slash slash left wing back. He was played at Arsenal as the left back slash left wing back. Yeah. Not so to long. say he's not a left back per se is incorrect because that's what he's mm. been brought in for. And just to back up what you said, Dino, the reason we got rid of Omar Richards, loaned him out is because Tavares came in to replace it. I mean, we were mm. saying we're so top heavy on goddamn fullbacks. Mm. Yeah. That, Everyone thought Serge was going to go once we brought in Montiel. You got Williams. You got um, what's his face Tavares, um, Einar as well. So many that it's almost overkill. But Do you he, know what I mean, it's like yeah. I mean, he, he's not played much, has he? He came on um, last game at home against Burnley, and he obviously is injured now. I don't know if he's he's actually injured for the next few games, but he he obviously came off against Manchester City, didn't they? So, yeah. Yeah, in, yeah. in a way, in a harsh way, it could be a blessing. So he's not but... had many minutes for us. So I'm I'm still jury out for him. I'm still jury out for him. I, I think that's yeah, a respectable I... position to hold. It's like, I'm not writing him off completely, but Write he was the one when we signed him that I was like... <laughs> but look at, but, but look at Aino playing on the left. left back, write him off. Yeah. He's but what about Aino playing on the left? You know, he's fantastic. Switch, but Aynar's a completely different player. And and I've just got to bring this up while we're on about Aynar. I said he was better than Lodi, and you lot laughed at me. Now what do you say? No, we said you're judging him after one game. Okay, (laughs) he's not better than Lodi, no matter what he does. (laughs) He's still not better than Lodi. He's he still has mistakes in him. He still has mistakes in him. But what I like about Aynar. What I like about Einar is his energy, his energy getting up and down that pitch, and he tends to be in the right position. He's never in front of the ball at the wrong time. Yeah. And he's versatile. I would say he's as good at left back as he is at right back for me. 
but yeah. He, yeah. he was brilliant yesterday as well, boys. There's a couple of mistakes, yeah, but brilliant. overall, he's probably one of the standout in the back five. Yeah, yeah, he has been brilliant. And you know what? It, it amazes me that the same people that scouted him scouted Tavares as a left back. They should have just asked me, and I'd have told them. I mean, if he has been brought in as a left back, that's a mistake. Did they not and ask him? We like Enor that nobody'd ever heard of. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Can I also, was... Sorry, can I also? So I'm not writing Tavares off. That 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm not writing him that's off. Fair that's, enough, fair enough. Yeah. that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Can I can I put out a personal thank you to Paul Lickingbottom and his Sheffield United team for taking away a record that's been nagging at my brain for many years, one that we didn't want that's now gone. Thank you very much. What a fantastic manager and team. Thank you. Wait, wait, wait. What record are you talking about? 8-1 at home. Gone. Wait, home didn't Man U... Wait, wait, didn't... It... Didn't Man U beat Leicester 9-0 or something? I don't think it was at home, was it? Oh, okay, going at home. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I, d I don't like looking at that record at all. <laughs> no, no, now it's, now it's gone. You know, it's 7-0. Yeah. I was praying for Newcastle. Just one more, just one more. And when it went in, I was like, yes. Well, <laughs> you know, you know what? You know what? I went to Tesco's to get some after eights and they're all sold out, mate. Uh, just, they've all gone. They've all gone. It really was. But yeah, Higging Bottom, soon to be sacking Bottom. I can't wait for it. Um, okay. Out, you know. So I, I get your point, do you know? Oh, is he, is he otherwise yeah, engaged? But... Yeah, sorry, it's okay. No, I was just going to say, I get your point because I think the approach you're getting is right. It's probably better than, or it's definitely better than the approach I'm taking on Tavares. Because moving on to the next player, everyone after Burnley was like, Montiel's crap, send him back. World Cup winner at what freaking under fours, you know? Um, and we did say after the Burnley match, just hold fire on him. It's been one match. You, you know what I mean? So I get your approach on it, Dino. And I think it is a mature, balanced approach, but me and mature, we don't mix. So let, let's talk about Montiel's performance. Uh, let me come to you, Ant, on Montiel. Because it yeah. was yin and yang, wasn't it? In terms oh, of yeah. his Burnley performance wow. to his... Absolutely. A shocking difference in performance. I mean, he was so poor. And to give us our credit, none of us said, it's crap, get rid. We all said, let, let him, mm. you know, let's see. And wow, mm. what a difference, both forward and backwards. He looked immense. He looked like a World Cup winner, if I dare say. You know what I mean? And being <laughs> Argentinian, yeah. <laughs> being Argentinian, he's got a little bit of dog in him as well. For a little guy, yeah, I, I, I was delighted for him and for us because, you know, we didn't want to have a dull on our hands for the rest of the season, did we? So very encouraged indeed. Uh, let's hope we can keep those, those performances going. Let's hope that that was the true reflection of his ability rather than the Burnley game. And I kind of think it must be, you know. I don't think, even though Argentina have a lack of right-backs, I don't think you get to the World Cup and win the World Cup if you're bad. You know what I mean? So, yeah, very encouraging. Mm. I mean, Dion, Crypto's saying he still can't defend to be honest. I thought that run he did to catch up with, was it Foden? I think it was. Mm, that was a was absolute class. Mm. Fab absolute class. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it looks okay for me in defence. He does. He's he's going to be a bit Aurier-esque, isn't he, and get caught forward a bit more because he does like bombing on, which is mm. perfect when you play a three-back, but not so good when you play a four-back. But talking about pace, did you see Aina outpaced? Was it Aina outpaced Walker? Yeah. Incredible. He's got some yeah, pace on did. as well. Yeah, he did. He? he did, yeah. 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 
So no, uh, yeah, uh, Montiel, I was pleased for him. It was a tough gig for him after he got kind of hauled off. He had a good 25 minutes today against Burnley and then made a few mistakes, got pretty much hauled off after half-time. And then going into a team like Man City, yeah, I think he did quite well. So yeah, I've got I've got high hopes for him. They're all new players, man. We've got a load of new players again, haven't we? That's the issue. Just a couple of quick random... Just... Go on one second. One sec. One sec. Harvey, like, we'll do transfer windows in the transfer season, bro. And this one's for you, and Could you ask Ant what his pronouns are? I'm a fucking bloke. Yeah. There you go. No, his pronouns go are Arsenal Forest. <laughs> in that order, in that Listen, order. people people watch me today on soccer Saturday soccer Sunday, which they should have done because it was a brilliant show. They would have seen there was no favoritism when I was commenting on that match. When Tottenham scored, I, I went up just as much. Yeah. I hated it, but yeah. I, I went up just as much. Yeah, can I just point out a couple of people in the uh why do people doubt me? A couple of people in the channel, Liverpool nine, Bournemouth nil. That was at Anfield. United nine, Ipswich nil. That was at Old Trafford. I'm talking about the home team being slaughtered, not the away team. Okay. So, okay, carry on with the point you were going to make. Though. Were you still talking about Montiel? Who? I think we did it all, haven't we? No, no, no I've right, done fine. my bit. We passed over to Dino. Okay. Oh my God. All no, right. Let's get this back. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased that he had a reasonable game. Um, reasonable. There's a few comments coming in the chat on Sangare, and we wouldn't be us if we didn't comment on this. Um, Red Dog saying, "How poor was Sangare again?" Bit worried about that one, to be honest. Um, mm. Dino, are you getting at all worried about Sangare? Is it a, early days? Yeah, a, a tiny bit, but he's the the guy's class. I just think that give him a bit more time. And it hopefully his class will show through. But people have signed before with class and not done it, have they? Not just at Forest, but at other clubs. So we'll wait and see. It's down to him, man. It's there's nothing we can do. It's down to him. He's got to step up his game. He, he looks a yard off, to be honest. A yard off the pace. Is he, he's late into the tackle? I don't know. But he's he's done some good things. But he's certainly not hit. You know, when Felipe first came and graced the city mm. ground for the first time, it was brilliant straight off the bat. And it's been brilliant ever since. And we've we've not got that yet in Sangara. I know it's early again. And I'm not going to judge him on two games, but he does need to step up a bit. Well, let, let me yeah. ask you this on this, Anne, because I agree with what Emma's saying here. He doesn't look interested. And that's that's more worrying than being off form for me. I don't know if you agree with what Emma's saying there, but what are your thoughts on that? I agree. I, I absolutely agree that he does look disinterested. And you mentioned it to me immediately after the match that you're concerned that he doesn't look interested. Honestly, honestly, I think it's a case of new country, new culture, new team, new teammates, not being able to speak the language. If you're on a football pitch and people are speaking a different language to it's very 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 difficult if, you know so i'm more than prepared to give him more time he's a quality player mm. in my opinion and, and he will mm. come good and yeah, he I will eventually buy into the forest ethos if you like you know most players that come here after a short while they love the city they love the crowd they love the atmosphere they love the club mm. so hopefully he'll buy into that but it's not a time yet has he i mean i don't no, know how much time he's spent in the country but yeah, it's and to add to that, and, uh, you know, we 
probably had overinflated expectations of him that he'd come in and be this superman. He could sit in the midfield on his own and he could dominate everybody. And he's I just human at the that. end of the day. But you know, we, we've I think we've set our own expectations of him personally on this channel. I'm not talking about everybody in the chat. Um, and I think he just fell under that. But he's done some good things. I agree. Uh, I think somebody put something earlier. Um, but, but, but it's good. They're coming too through through too quick. Um, yeah, somebody put earlier. I can't find the the comment, but said you know FFS. You know he's 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 done some good things. He's not been shocking. He's not been shocking, but he's just been a little bit off the pace on times at times. I am a mime. I am a mime. Hang on, you know he's lost it. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying it's not it's not about the the performance. I'm talking about. I'm just slightly concerned about the attitude. Yeah, you know, and that's worrying because I'm still fully behind him. He's my boy, man. He's gonna come good, but there's not that that bite and desire that I've seen of him in the PSV matches and everything like that. That's the worry for me. It's not about you can you can come in and out of form. That's natural for a football player, but it's your you, your your application needs to be the same. Doesn't matter if you come from a new country or not. Don't speak the language, whatever. Football is a universal language on the pitch, in my opinion. And it's the application for me. I think his application's okay. I just think he's a bit off the pace. And I don't think there's anything wrong. He's not like lazing around the pitch, is he? He's all over the pitch. He's all over the pitch. He's just... And Acid is spot on. He did say that um, when he met him, as you guys know, we were involved in, in the end bit of the signing. And he goes, he came out when he came onto the show and he did feel that. It was a bit like, yeah, whatever. You know, and that's the thing. And it's I kind of blame Acid for it. He's put that seed of doubt in the back of my mind. Um, Come on, man. Give him time. He's played, he's played a couple of games. Give Acid time. Yeah, exactly. I've had, sh um, I've had just... shout up Mark as well. I must have had people going on Google because he has come up with one. So I was wrong on that. Southampton, Neil Leicester, not Leicester 9, 2019. Yeah, that's one I said off the bat, man. Uh, anyway, okay. Um, he was I, just Eddie. Well, I don't know what you're talking early. about, Eddie. Address the fucking novets, Wolverine. Which ones? <laughs> which ones? You mean, mean, mean me, Which ones? He can't talk yeah. about Ed when he's not here to defend himself. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let, let's no. talk about, for me, my personal choice for man of the match. Well, he was up there. I can't remember who I gave it to now. But Dominguez, mm. he came in. And that second half. Yes, look, let, let's put the um, caveats out. We know there were 10 men. They went a bit defensive and sat on the lead. But for me, boys, that was the first time in the whole Premier League since we've been back, where I saw a midfielder take control. I, I may be wrong. You know, you can't remember every game. But he took control of the game. He had his foot on the ball. He moved the rest of the midfield forward. And he was just pinging passes from A to B, completing passes left, right, and center. Then he started taking shots towards the end of the game. And I just thought it was one of the best, best performances I've seen um, okay, it was 45 minutes and a year against 10 men. But, and were you impressed with what you saw? Wow. Wow. I mean, that's the kind of thing I was expecting Sangare to, to, to do. You know, that was the kind of yeah. performance yeah. I was expecting from him. I mean, he's, he's a little guy, but he's a tough little guy. And his mm. passing surprised me as well. He was very aware, looked up, passed the ball around really well, cross-field passes, safe ones, you know. 
absolutely impressed. Man of the match, in my opinion, particularly as it's against Manchester City, who's even without Rodri, their midfield's not bad. You know, I mean, you might laugh at Calvin Phillips. The guy costs 50 million quid. You know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely impressed and really excited. More looking forward to his performance and probably any other, his next performance than any other player. I want to see if, can, if this is real. Because if it is, once Sangare gets up to speed, oh, what a midfield we're going to have. Absolutely superb. Everybody must have been impressed and maybe a little surprised at the quality of that guy. I don't think he put a foot wrong. I cannot remember him putting a foot wrong. And like I say, he's so tenacious. Another little Argentinian guy. Honestly, bring him on. Brazilians, Argentinians, let's have them. <laughs> Welcome back, Es. Hiya, mate. Sorry. I've, I've, yeah, I've, been, the villa. Yeah. I've, been, I've been playing okey-cokey with this... Uh, okey-cokey, should I say, with this bloody internet connection. But yeah, I think I'm all right now. But yeah, I think I caught the end of uh, Dominguez. Uh, yeah, go on. Let's have your take on that, yeah. Well, uh, first, I think I think your score was a little bit high on the player ratings. I caught the end of it, and I think you gave him a nine, didn't you? Which I thought was a little high, Good. but I I was really I gotta say I was impressed, really impressed with his debut. Uh, you think that yeah. was too high? Ed? You think that was too high? Yeah, a little bit. What would you score, Dominguez? Well, out of ten, what yeah, would you have given him? Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, what he's saying is, what he's trying to say is, you've you've sold your MGW glasses now on eBay, and you're looking for some new glasses, and I think it's Dominguez glasses, correct? I, yeah, no. I would have gone. I would have gone with an eight. I would have gone an eight, eight out of ten. But I thought yeah, it was a really. Eight. I mean, on the debut, how can you argue with an eight out of ten? I fresh, freshen up anymore? I yeah, can't freshen it, up anymore. Doesn't mate. the fact it's a debut bump it up a little bit? Mm, no, no. I think uh, for a debut, you want to just eight. have a son. He was, you wanted to just have a solid performance and he had better than a solid performance. So yeah. a 7 out of 10 would have been a good debut performance, but he did better. I thought he was progressive with his passes. I thought he tried to get us on the front foot and especially in that second half when we had the possession that we've never had in the Premier League in any game <laughs> whatsoever. Um, he did really well. Um, I felt like... If we, I don't know if you guys have uh, spoken about Sangare yet, but I thought Sangare wasn't again. Yes. <laughs> uh, Sang Sangare was off off his game. Still, he's still not settled in just yet. But when when them two, and I think this is what Ant said right at the end, when them two do link together, because I'd be happy with playing a two man midfield if it's as on form Sangare and a Dominguez. Once that happens, I'll be more more. I'll be more than happy with. Um, with with that pairing, so yeah, give Sangare a bit more time, but Dominguez has done really well from the beginning. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. If we're arguing between an, what is an eight and a nine away at Man City for somebody who's made his debut, yeah. and there's not a lot wrong, is there? Really, I thought he had a cracking game. He was the nine. He was the nine. I thought he had a cracking game. He did have. He was the nine. Okay, tell me. I'm going to put you all on the spot. Tell me a midfield. I, I'm asking for one half a performance that strong in the midfield. And I'll even let you pick lesser opposition than Man City, where we've had a midfielder over the last 12 months or whatever, who has mm. controlled a midfield the way Dominguez did in that second half. And if you can't come up with one, then explain to me why he's not a nine. Uh, a forest Cricket. midfield, yeah? Or anybody? <laughs> Uh, Forest. Forest. Okay, all right. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> no, then. I thought it was, I thought it was Froiler. It Froiler. All season last year. Yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm just no, ghosting um, you. Come 
No, there's, there's certainly been no midfielder that's uh, had a performance like that for, for Nottingham Forest, but um, still doesn't make it a nine. That doesn't make it a qualifier as a nine. Yeah, it's still, let's move on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Like, like uh, I think crypto's gone on to uh, Montiel as his next agenda, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Dominguez. No, I thought Dominguez was fantastic, mate. As debuts go, uh, was as good as we could have expected without a, a goal or an assist to um, reward him for. That would have got him a nine, may have got him a 10, but uh, an eight for me. I'll stick by it. Yeah, but again, <laughs> again, I'll just clarify. I'm not yeah. now saying he's the next Zidane, yeah? I'm just saying, based on the performance I saw yesterday, was the best performance I've seen from a midfielder in the last 12 months. Agreed. But what would be a... what would be a t Okay, so what does he need to do to get a 10 then? Because that's only one Obviously point score more. a goal, blood. <laughs> okay, so... But what if he scores a hat-trick? You're going to give him more... You can't give him more than a 10, can you? So, uh, so it's just a 10. You don't leave him enough. To, you don't leave him enough space to grow, mate. Giving him a, the only a reason I gave him a nine is because I will never give her a player ten because ten is is impossible. It's perfect. Nobody can be perfect. So he's as close to perfect as you could get. With it. You Actually, agree with me? No, I'll, I'll pull. It, I'll go no, back I, through I retract, the. I retract, I'll go back I'm through all the watchalongs and see how many tens okay. you gave last year. Let's <laughs> move on to MGW. Okay, let's move on and wake up. Let's let's save the name calling on him. But yeah, I get what you're saying. But yeah, let's let's talk about MG Dub. Go on, Dino. Kick us off in MG Dub. Look, let, let me just put a little prelude in this. We did the video on Tuesday, I think it was, on MG Dub, looking at his stats, looking if there is you know, where can he improve really? A lot of people took it the right way. There were the few people, as Eddie says, the the Twitter mob they can say what they want. Keep watching. Hi guys. Mm -hmm. Um but the point we were making on that video, well, I can't say it for you guys because I did the video, but my point I was making was I don't think he's had the impact so far as early doors this season, but the impact he was having towards the end of last season, he was very influential in those last few games, especially at the season. For me, I don't think he's I don't think he's fully rested. I'm not saying he's not fully yeah. fit. I don't think he's fully rested. But my bigger concern right now, I'm worried about his ego. I think he's come back from that England thing just a notch higher than he needs to be, in my opinion. But what's your take on it, Dino? Um, I don't think he needs a rest. I think he's full of energy. He doesn't. He's not certainly not gassing. I know Emma's also agreed with you in the chat there that he needs a rest. I think a rest would be good for him just to sit him out, just to make him contemplate what he needs to do next to get better. Ant and I sort of agreed on this on the last stream where we talked about he seems a bit frantic. You know, a player of his skill level should have, should feel like he's got more time on the ball, but he, he wears that frown all the time on his head, doesn't he? You could strike a match on, you could strike a match on that frown. Whether he's happy or sad, he's got that frown, and he always looks like, almost like he's too pumped up every game. And he, he ends up running around like a um, blue-ass fly off the time for me, mm. when he should be going, right, I'm a number 10, I need to find space, lots of space, and I need to be creative. Now, I like MGW, but he does frustrate me as well. But if we're going to pure stats as a number 10, and this is what I'm going to start measuring him on now, whether I love him or not, is he's played six games, no goals, one assist mm. as a number 10. And that, I'm sorry, is not good enough in the Premier League. Not good enough. So that's all I'll say on him. He's, he, he needs I'm to sure get his stats. I'm sure it's two assists, isn't it? Huh? 
It's two assists, isn't it? Sorry to interrupt you. Sorry, yeah. Go I mean, on. I've got one assist in the Premier League that's it's shown me here because I checked it just before we came on. So didn't he get the flick on for um a one year for the first goal against Man U and like Check. see if uh, anybody in the chat beforehand, can... but it's still it's same one is same one assist in the Premier yeah, League. No, I, don't think that counts. I don't know if that counts as an assist, mate. Sorry, yeah, you can bet your life if he gets an assist, it'll be a flick on. <laughs> but he's he's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of talent. But whether he's using that talent effectively, I, I don't think so. I think he just needs to. One of the coaches just needs to put him pull him aside and just say, "Look, you've got so much to offer, but you're not hitting the stats you should be hitting in your position. And this is what you need to do to fix it. You need to slow your game down. You need to spend more time rather than flying about the pitch, finding space." and actually picking out good passes rather than trying to... I mean, his flicks and tricks stopped mm. against Manchester City, it seems, which is one good thing. But he does, he, he's got such a, a a good footballing brain. But he's another one for me that doesn't look up enough. He doesn't look around when the ball's coming to him. He's just, his awareness, I don't know, he's just... Come just on, can seem, we be honest? Something's just not right to me, but I think it's a small tweak that will make him a great player again. Go on, go on. He's never been a great, he's never been a great player. Okay, which will make him a great player. player for us. For us. Mm. For us. I mean, if we're I'm not measuring right. him against Odegaard or anybody yeah. like that, you know. But that they're the people right. that he should be looking at, saying, "I need to be as good as these guys." Yeah, well, I can look at Diego Maradona. Well, not now, obviously, but I can look at him as long as I like. I'd never be as good as he was. <laughs> I'm better than him yeah, now. Just don't take any pictures of him. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah, let's be honest, Rob. MG Dub, he had a, a decent season in the championship. That's it. That's his pedigree. Okay. Um, he came to us with a lot of hype, a lot of money, a lot of expectation. We were all a little bit starstruck. It was our first season back in the in the Premier League. We weren't used to having these big money signings. If he'd have come up through the academy, there's no way on God's green earth that guy would be playing the football he's playing, the amount of football he's playing. No way because he's been dreadful for a long, long time. Mm. This season and last season. I've mm. been complaining about it for quite a while now. Yeah, I don't hate the guy. To. I want him to be the next Maradona, you know, mm. the next Messi. I don't think he will be, because I don't think he's good enough. I'm sorry, I've seen a year and a half of him, well, a year and a little bit of him now. I've seen enough. He ain't going to do it. He's not that man. And I hear the radio stations, the TV stations, all saying he's going to get an England call-up. He may well do, because look at the manager is. And I'm thinking, why? What are you seeing? I am not seeing what you're seeing. I'm mm. seeing a guy that con constantly loses control of the ball, gives the ball away, has no impact on game, on games, has no, no st statistical backing. Sometimes a player can look poor, but his stats are great. No, there's nothing. And the only reason we bang on about him is because it's MG Dub. Because yeah. he's a big signing, a big name let's, player. Not what we are seeing on and, that pitch. And let's just compare him to a player that you watched this afternoon, um, Madison, playing for Spurs. And that's mm. the position that he's going for. How far away is he from Madison? Because it's night and day for he's me. He's as far so away from Madison as I am away from him. He's massively overhyped. He's massively overhyped. I'm, I'm saying mm. he's... He, I've said uh, he's... Cooper's number one, but Cooper needs to find a way. And I think this is what where I was going to go with my um his is changing around. I think he's looking for formations where he can 
leave MG MG Dub out of it. And right now, um, he's a shoe in. I think he needs a break away from the team. Whether, call it a rest, mm. call it what you want. It's not match fitness. It's Let's not... call it dropping him. If you want to call yeah. it, yeah, if you want to be black and white about it, we don't need to, uh, yeah, we don't need to tread on eggshells here. Yeah, drop him, yeah, drop him for a couple yeah. of games. Madison is way, way better, way better. Let him go. He puts yeah, in let him go of energy, but he's got a, a football brain. Yes, that's D- a big different difference. animal, mate. Different animal, Madison. Yeah, Nicky's think... made a good point. He's still young, he is still young, but I think how old is he? <sighs> I could have put this, yeah, he, ha- he has got an ego. We know that That's he has wrong. got an ego. So, mm. you know, he I think if he had the if he had he's got he's got he's got the skills in there. If he had Yates's mentality, for example, that always wants to improve, he would get mm. better. Whether we would it would ever reach a De Bruyne, no. If he would reach a Madison, that'd be fantastic for Forrest. But at the minute it's all down to him. And it, you know, I think the Coop, it- Cooper's got to take some responsibility yeah. here and say, I don't have to play a number 10, I can play a 4-3-3 quite easily and still get results and, and be without MGW. Well, this is my point. Is it is it all Where down to him? Because if, if you ask any player, any player, if he wants to play, if he's, whether he's got an injury, they're going to say they want to play. It's down to Cooper. Cooper needs to show the same... Um, same... Yeah, balls. same balls that he, sh- he showed because we he, he dropped McKenna and he dropped Worrell. The same... Balls that he's shown in doing that, he needs to do the same thing with MG Dub. So it's not up to the player because if you ask a player, he's going to want to play every single game. He's never going to say, yeah. "Leave me out for a bit, boss." You know, he's going to f- fear losing his place. But I'm seeing ways and formations in Cooper's tinkering that allows us to play without MG Dub and send him away for a couple of weeks, mate. Send him on holiday, yeah. whatever uh, it takes. He needs. I would a just break. add to that as on holiday. I think he's the last one left. No, of fucking holiday on a training pitch. A fucking holiday. Send them on holiday, mate. We're talking about modern day footballers. Holiday. We're talking about modern day footballers. Do what it takes, mate. I don't care. Do I don't care. Get him working order on that football pitch. No, 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 no. Do it the other way. Mate. I can't so what are you that. saying? What message that. are you sending? Play crap and get yourself two He's weeks bonus and you leave. No, get, <laughs> yeah. get him away from it because it's all in his head, isn't it? If we're saying it's in his head, he thinks he's number one. Cooper's not dropping him. Get him Tell out. Tell him of then him. if he can't handle it. No, that's so soft, man. That's so soft. How did that what? work out for Jaden Sancho being sent away? Maybe send him straight out to Nottingham. Oh, listen, <laughs> Jaden Sancho's got his own problems, but we don't want a Jaden Sancho on our hands. You know, let's you can deal no, with so the players in different ways. No, there's no need to get rid of it. I think not... I think you guys are being yeah. overreactionary. If I'm being honest, I'm from not, both I'm not, extremes. To both extremes, yeah. Exactly. All I've said is he's hey, not playing well. It's good TV. That's it's all I said. Is that wrong? Is that overreacting? The guy's not playing well. Drop him. Make him work his way back into the side. Yeah, yeah. I, I want do. nothing. I want nothing more than, than him to prove to be a world superstar. Right, let, let me count what you're saying. saying let me count what you're saying. Forest FC, not MGWFC. Agreed. I was going to say. Gun, gun. Sorry, just there. let me add into there, please. Sorry, Wolverines. Yeah. I'm really sorry. The, the little, the little sugar coat in there. Gone. Because, because these two here have, have kind of sparked up some flames here. He's the last one left from Cooper FC because Worrell's yeah. been dropped. McKenna's been dropped. He's the last one out of Cooper FC, in my opinion. And I think there is a, a sense of loyalty to MGW for whatever reason. But, you know, he, he he either needs to shake his game up and start getting some 
stats on the board. His job is clearly forget the flicks and tricks, forget how much he runs around, forget his performance. He's got to get assists and he's got to dip in with goals. End of. And he's not. That's what he's there for. That's, that's what he's there for, and he's that's, not. That's too black and white. That's too black and white. I, I agree. It's not black, with Pat. It's black and it's not white, but it's easy. Let, let me give you guys the example. Whoever wants to take this, take this. Jono started last year. Let's be straight. He was rubbish. Yeah. Not until he came back from the World Cup did he start start firing goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he played through his bad period. Yeah. Now, I don't think many will argue that MGW isn't at his very best. Is it better to crush him and take him out? Yeah. Or is it better to play him through the patch? And because when a striker, when a striker is gone dry, yeah, you you kind of play him and then that goal comes through and sets him back alive. Yeah. He's not scoring goals, get him out. Put one that can. It's not just about that. He's had no competition in that position whatsoever. So his 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 place is safe. If Cooper's gonna play a number 10 and even shoehorn him into some formations, which he did towards the end of last season. His place is safe. So that's why he needs to be challenged. And the only way he's going to be challenged is by taking out the teammate. So it doesn't matter. I wouldn't play him through this because it's not one of those situations, I don't think. His, his problem is that he's got no competition. So he's getting complacent, if anything. Yeah, I mean, I remember years... Sorry, sorry, chat. But I also remember this, but Clough dropped Sheringham, Teddy Sheringham. Mm. for a game and he was gutted and he came back the next day and I was there for the for the next game and he I think he scored a hat trick showing him but he was really right you know fired up and I just think it'd be good maybe for MGW to sit a couple out see where his head's at afterwards personally the thing is right we don't want to become like Manchester United where you molly, molly cuddling the players look the state they're in because they molly cuddle their players they're frightened mm. to drop them they're frightened to say anything to them they're frightened not to give them 350 grand a week we don't mm. want that. We want a team that's full of strong personalities, like Joe Worrell, to be fair. Joe Worrell's been dropped several times. He's come back. He's played. You know, he's fought his way back in. If you're, mm. a, if you're a footballer, I'm sick and, t- and tired of this bloody mollycoddling of these multimillionaires. Mm. You drop them, you fight your way back, or you're off. Dead easy. If you're not willing to fight your way back, I don't want you and- at my club. I don't want yeah, to. I, 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 I understand what he's saying, but it's changed so much because of the money care. and the power. What do you care. mean you don't care? But that's not, that's not an answer, is because it? It's only changed because people like you are letting it change. But I give How am I letting it change? What influence, what influence do I have? What influence do I have? What influence do I have over what... What influence do I have over what happens behind the scenes at Nottingham Forest? I was just giving a suggestion. Well, you might have a I lot. might do, I might not. I might have some problems <laughs> about it. But the, the point is, you're going on about treating them the way they did back in the day, but you're talking about no, multi-millionaires I'm not. No, 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 I'm talking about multi-millionaires how now. they need to be treated. How they it's need not the to same be treated. It's, it's maybe not the same. It's not the same Pep game. Guardiola does not mollycoddle his players. Jao Cancelo fell out with him. Bye. Best left back in the world. Bye. So where's where's the challenge for MG Dub? That's the whole point of this. Where's the challenge for MG Dub? There is a to get your plates back. Yeah, drop in, get your plates back. So at Burnley, I was in the Bridgeford end, and everybody was singing his name. Anytime he come near, it was they were singing his name. Mm. So I think maybe he does have a an overinflated opinion about his place in the team. He never gets dropped ever. Mm-hmm. He doesn't yeah, get an injury. Point. 
And, you know, I think, uh, what did um, Emma said, privileged, I think, earlier? Um, it's like his privilege, you know, he's, he's got this privilege that he's always first name on the team sheet. And I don't think he should be, because I, I said in the last stream, I think Ants and I agreed on it, and I do agree with Ants on this, actually, that um, he he's causing a problem at Forest potentially, because for me and for, I think, the rest of the panel, we would prefer a 4-3-3, and he doesn't fit into that. Mm. I agree because because the three midfield three midfielders that we could pick <laughs> three midfielders that we could pick with the current crop of central midfielders that we've got could actually start to dominate games now. But once mm. you put two in midfield, you overrun and you put MGW up front, you know, and he's not performed. Whatever we say, he has not performed this year. One assist from six games, no goals. That's it. Not performed. End of story. Black and white. Yeah. Can I just say sorry to interrupt the flow? This kill for me, man. S versus Ant in a Hell in the Cell ladder match. Hell in the Cell has no ladder Let's match. Get her on. Are you putting the ladder in for Ed? I don't know what you're talking about. Is it UFC or something? No, is it WWE? You're yeah, going yeah, in a cage, a wrestling cage. Yeah, only one man comes out. Yeah, but Ed gets given the ladder according to Mark. And just a quick shout out to Farid. Yeah, Farid. He can be a brute when he's when he's stirred. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, thanks so much for the four nights. 99, buddy. Cooper's team selection and defense, laughing emoji. anar has been a revelation at left back, left back. Why change it? I was so frustrated when it flashed up. Mm. Thank you so much, buddy, for the 499. And Jason, thank you so much for the 10 months, matey. Um, look, let, let's. I just want to touch on a point you made there, Dean, about um, the competition for places. I want to ask you about two things on that. One, there's obviously the Scarpa thing. We're not going to go into a Scarpa debate right now. The other one that I'm interested to get yours and the chat's thoughts on is, is his price tag kind of doing something with this? Because it's not something we've discussed before. He's one of our most expensive players. Technically will be the most expensive if all the add-ons get triggered. Is that part of the reason why? Or do you just think it's purely kind of a um, teacher's pet thing going on here? Well, Cooper, it was Cooper's main target, wasn't he? And yeah. he was he was Mine the marquee well. signing of list last season. But who's the marquee signing this season? Sangare, and he's not started too well. Mm. So mm. maybe, you know, you look at people like Aina that cost us nothing, and Aurier last year that cost us nothing. Yeah. And they've kind of been the standout players. And that's got to be down to I mean, they can't help it that they've got these inflated prices, but that's got to be down to attitude, mentality, and professionalism for me. So I do think it's a tag around his neck that kind of he was Cooper's boy and he needs to make it work. Mm. Um, but you know it's not working right now, and he should be he should be a big enough manager to say, look, we need to switch formation, switch you out for a few games. Let's see where you are. Let's work with the coaches on some of the things that you need to work. They must be the coaches must be able to see that he's got deficiencies in his game. They must be able to. Surely, can if I, they can't, can then I'm sorry, guys. Somebody, you need to get another job. Somebody, somebody suggested a poll. I think it's quite a good idea. So the poll question could be: If a player's over egotistical and over hundred thousand pound a week and not performing at all to the level that is expected of him, should we a put him in the put him in back in training, make him work harder to get his get his uh, his place back, or b send him on a little holiday? <laughs> Right, there's there's a there's a limit to how many words you can put in there, mate. Bloody hell! We're not writing <laughs> war and peace. I can do a poll. Is Ant right or is Ed right? 
Or and I am. <laughs> just very quickly, Michael, we said the word Scarpa. We, 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 we said the word Scarpa. I know. And, you and then they come it. out the woodworks, right? And and you say, think he needs to trust Steve Cooper in the process. He's actually doing a good job. We're not talking about Steve Cooper's doing no the job is, no. or not right yeah. now, right? And if you want to go down that debate, then I can shut you up with the word Bade, right? So if you want to go down that angle, cool. <laughs> anyway. Okay, I, think yeah. every, I think everybody <laughs> in the dog is entitled to have an opinion on a player's ability. And if, you know, there's no, no wrong or right, it's just your opinion. So if we, if, if somebody feels that Scarpa would have been a better option, then I think that's fair, a fair comment. Mm. No, it's, it's don't, just... Don't uh, worry about it. Don't looking worry for, about it. It's, it's literally like not commenting part. on... It's not commenting on anything else and just waiting for a, a buzzword or a keyword to come up in the in the conversation and just jump on that. But yeah, it's a little bit pathetic with no one saying anything. Anyway, go, going back to... Are we going to go back to this one? Because uh end of the day, like with MG Dub, he needs competition. Simple as that. And the way he gets competition is change that formation. And that formation, 4-3-3, I think genuinely is our best all-round formation. That's something he really needs to work on. Cooper has done some tinkering, and I think he's uh, been brave in doing it. He's done it in the right games as far as I'm concerned. And um, I think it's a time that we gave this 4-3-3 a chance and give and rest him, do whatever you want with him, ch chuck him back in training. I don't think his training's a problem. I don't think it's anything like that. I just need think he needs time out of the team. But let's push his 4 3 3 and uh, give give MG Dub some time out of the team. Yeah, I've heard he likes the Bahamas. We can send him there. I'll, do, I'll, go, I'll go with him, mate. Oh. <laughs> okay, Listen, let's go for MG Dub. We're just having a chat. <laughs> I don't want to ruin the, the sounds. It's you lot. Um, it's again, you another lot comment here. Listening on our private conversations. We're just having a chat. We're mid-table. Why are you complaining about any of the players? Again, if you're stupid enough to think it's complaining, then don't watch. We're, yeah. we're going through the no performances of each of the players. Yeah. That's it's a, a discussion. You don't need yeah. to watch. No one's got a gun to your head. You can <laughs> fuck off if you want, or you can watch. This is up to yours. But understand the show for what it is. Okay, mm. let's move on to the next section. And the next section is uh, we'll kick it off with Ez. Is Cooper right to tinker with the lineups and the formation? Ez, I've no idea what you're going with here, but go on, <laughs> kick us off. And I'm going well, to again. Be right back. Yeah, sure. Well, we've seen three different formations and three different lineups in the last few games. Uh, is he turning into Ranieri, the Tinker Man? And Tinker Man. Is, and is it working? Um, obviously, we haven't didn't get results in the last two games we would have liked to have got. But I think he's been brave, to be honest, to do what he's done. And some of the players that have been dropped that we've kind of asked for, it's starting to happen. So I don't know. I can't be too critical of him trying things out. And I think, you know what, we all said, we'd all say, coming away 2-0 uh, defeat from Man City, uh, you would have taken that. And the second half performance to go along with that, I saw lots, I've seen lots of good signs in short spells in the last two games. The first half an hour against Burnley, uh, the second half, much of the second half against Man City yesterday, where I've seen different formations, players deployed in different roles. And I've liked some of the results. So, is he right to do it? Is my question. And are, are you ready for him to settle on a formation and settle on a style of play? I'm going to throw that over to Dino first, mate. 
It wasn't a surprise that he went defensive in the first half against Man City. I think we all expected that. Um, and we we're all quite excited that some people were getting their, you know, um, debuts. But look how different we looked in when we played more of a 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1. Yeah. I mean, in the end, he was bringing on so many attackers and taking off so many defenders. Yeah. Um, I did think that Pep kind of let us back in a bit. I think after losing, going down to 10 men, losing Rodri, he, he almost went too defensive almost and invited us on. And we had fantastic possessions that second half. At one point, I thought I saw we were like 71 possession. 71% mm. possession. But for me... Minutes, there was a five-minute phase, Dino, where it was 90%. 90%, yeah. But for me, you look back at that and think, we could have got something out of that game still in the second half if we'd have that final ball. But why didn't we try that at the start? And I think we all said on the last stream, let's just go for it. You know, we we avoided same free hit, but, you know, a 4-3-3 three, three away, it might have made more of a game of it. Um, so he he obviously left it too late to change, I think. I'm not criticising him because mm. there's something on the subs rule. Couldn't we not bring? Could we not? Couldn't we have changed it just before half time or half time? But you go two 0 down fairly early, and you want to change it then for me rather than stick to something that's not working. Yeah, I think this is right, isn't it? And you might know you can make a sub at half time, and it doesn't come off your pre allotted substitution uh, period. No, so you can otherwise you could change the entire team. Can anybody can... send a chat? But just yeah, going no, back to what I don't think so. Just, don't sorry, think just going back to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would stick a four three three in for the next five matches, personally. Home and away, whoever we're playing at, I would just do yeah. that. Because yeah. you said earlier, as you know, we'd have taken it. I don't I don't want to take a two 0 loss at Man City. What's the point? You've got to go mm. there with some belief that you're going to get something out of it. Otherwise, what's the point? Mm. What's the point? We're not Sheffield United with a poor side. I, oh, I agree. I poor side. We've had two transfer window, three transfer windows now. Yeah. In the last season and a bit, that we've spent a shitload of money on, and we've got a good squad, in my opinion. So why not just play four three three? If if this game was three months down the line, then I'd probably agree with you. But with this new team, with new squad and with these new systems that he's trying to settle in, I think it's a bit uh, too Cautious. optimistic. Yeah, too, well, no, too optimistic to think that we would have come away with anything from Man City. But if this game happened three months down the line, I'd be a lot more optimistic that we could at least get a point from there. But Anne, what did you think of his tinkering of the last few games? Is it about time he settles on a formation? No, I think we're very early in the season. He's got a hell of a lot of new players to incorporate. Um, so you have to try different things. I don't have an issue with that. Um, and I, I also believe that it's a courses for courses. If you're playing a Man City away, it does make really? sense to play more defensively than if you play in Sheffield United at home, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite pleased with the way things are going. Uh, the game itself, look, let's be, let's be absolutely honest. Man City absolutely dominated the first half. You know, we, we weren't really in it. Um, second half, Roger gets sent off shortly in front at the beginning of the second half. And Pep, this is what surprised me because if I'm honest with you, if you said to me, Forrest to play in Man City without Rodri with 10 men, mm. I'd still put money on Man City to win because yeah. their players are amongst the world's best players. So it surprised me that when Rod- Rodri was, when, when Rodri was uh, sent off, that Pep did go defensive. That really mm. surprised me. And I thought to myself, the only reason I can understand that 
is if he's thinking further down the line, when we're in the Champions League playing Real Madrid or Liverpool or whoever, we might face a situation where we lose a Rodri. That's what I was and thinking. And we will yeah. need to be yeah. defensive. So let's just practice against these. May as well practice, you know. And maybe if we'd have scored, they would have, because I've seen it before with City, mm. they would have just turned it up, gone up the other end and scored another goal and, and then gone the back goal. defensive again. So I'm kind of thinking, that sounds awful, I know, and I may be wrong, but it was a bit of a training exercise for Man City. Mm. Having said that, that doesn't negate the fact that we played some fantastic progressive football and showed that we could because we yeah. still penetrated. We still played well against that defence. Mm. So, you know, playing against a weaker defence, I think we would have scored some goals. I had more joy. Yeah. So I was so really encouraged by it. So, so just another one to throw into the mix then. So we've got two more games before the next international break and that's yeah. uh, Brentford, Brentford at home and Palace away. How would I mean, both winnable games, we'd, we'd agree, right? Yeah. So how would you? How would? Yeah. For me, uh, how, would, how would you like? Four, four yeah. three three in both. Four three three in both. I totally agree with you. Chop yeah. MGW. I, I have think... to echo Ant's um, point about the second half. I thought we were fantastic in the second half. We really did. Mm-hmm. Just a slight cutting edge difference up front. Yeah. But I thought we were brilliant. It was. It was so nice to see. Certainly after last season, there, seeing us just get pummeled. Yeah. Yeah. Just seeing as actually taking the game to Man City, and every substitution they brought on was more defensive as the game went on. Mm. So I was quite, I was really proud of the team there. Um, yeah, me too. Oh, Cooper's Cooper's substitutions in the se- in the second half were quite progressive and good. Something that I've not seen all of last year. Mm-hmm. So that again is something positive. And listen, we're a, we're a club in transition. We're a club in transition. Hopefully, these five or six teams so bad at the minute in the Premier League that we don't have to keep looking over our shoulder all the time and we can start to look about, you know, Cooper can start to think, well, how can I then progress into more positive tactics? Which he definitely has done in the last couple of games. He's tried to be a bit more progressive. And how, much often... longer, how much longer are we going to hide this behind this transition line? It seems every transfer window, it's the reset button being hit. If I'm being yeah, honest... He's very, you... very cautious. He's very cautious. So um, Postacoglu has gone into Tottenham and just instantly said, right, we play like this. Mm. This is how we're playing. Forget Kane, forget the past. This is how I want our Tottenham side. And within a few games, he's got it nailed. Again, just a plug for the high press video coming out in the next couple of games on Tottenham's formation. And you'll see exactly what I mean. It's rigid, but it's fluid. Oi. <laughs> it's rigid, but it's fluid. and uh, But... Cooper is not Postacoglu. He's mm. very, very cautious and he makes slow incremental changes. It's like any manager at work. You've got some people that come in like, you know, um, what Twitter guy's name? Uh, Elon Musk. And it will just change everything. He comes into Twitter, sacks off the staff and away they go. And then you've got change people that just make small changes. We've got a manager that makes incremental changes. And that that's just the way it is. Okay, about Postacoglu, but- the Postacoglu. Sorry, the thing about the Postacoglu point is if that had gone wrong, that would have been on his head. Cooper's mm. not willing to take that chance. And I understand that. I'm not criticising mm. that at all. I understand that. It's very difficult to do what Postacoglu's done at Tottenham Hotspur. But I'm very encouraged. And I thought his post-match interview wasn't the same as normal. It was actually... That's what I, that's what I don't come on, Tan. Let me, I'll start with you, but let me just um, set it up because there was a comment in here talking about Maranakis and Maranakis Jr. looking pissed off. Mm. And I do agree. You could argue they do yeah, look pissed off most of the camera. They always look pissed off, to yeah. be fair. 
But th this is, I want to talk about the Cooper post-match interview because I found it a bit more interesting than his normal ones. He was really emphasizing the point and hence why the thumbnail says uh, we can play. You know, there was a lot of talk about progression, attacking football. These are now words, buzzwords that are starting to come up a lot in his post-match. And we've seen the new chairman come out and say, losses aren't acceptable. Yeah, we don't we don't mm. want to celebrate losses, which is pretty much what we're doing right now. But they're clearly trying to change the mentality of the club into mm -hmm. the next step. And he's absolutely right. You know, um, the next step is losses are not acceptable. So, but Man City, obviously, in its own different bracket. The point is, the point I want to ask you about, and is, is Cooper being told, step up now. This is the, as in step to the next phase. Because his interview technique and what he's saying is completely changed this season in terms to what he's saying. He keeps talking about formations, keeps talking about attacking football. We've got the players, they can play football, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think there's a directive coming from above? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Beginning of the season, he was making these noises. If we get the right players and we can kind of yeah. change the way we play football last season, blah, 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 blah. And we all sort of went, yeah, well, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um the interview yesterday, as you as you quite rightly say, it was very kind of forceful. And that, to me, sounds like, hey, yes, he's been told, Steve, this is not acceptable playing that way. Not only playing that way, but, you know, not getting to Europe and stuff. If you get into Europe, play that way, we might think about it. But I think he's been told he needs, he needs to entertain the fans and get, you know, play some better football. And I think that's why he's saying what he's saying. Because mm -hmm. he feels he needs to tell everybody, look, I am. We are. We're, we're gonna. We're gonna start playing really good football. You know, we're, we're gonna start attacking and stuff. Now I've got these players, and that's fair enough. Now he said it. It's mm -hmm. out in the open. We are entitled to expect now to be playing better football, um, and we'll see if it happens. But I think, yeah, I think he's. He must have been told. He must have been told. You're welcome yeah, to and, him. And Dino, <laughs> this this for me is quite funny because. Everything we get slated for, I mean, slate away, we don't give a shit, for saying about the negative tactics, about low block, about um, substitutions being poor all of last season. Yeah. Isn't it quite funny that Cooper literally comes out and it's, it's almost like he's got us on record on these things <laughs> because these are the three topics now Actually, that he keeps going on about. So maybe we do know what we're talking about, Dino. Yeah, I mean, we were calling it out last season, weren't we? And we were lambasted for it in a, in a lot of areas. And But it just proves that what we were saying last season, he's now saying in his press conferences this season. Whether mm. it's his voice or not, I'm not so sure. I think you're right. I think Maranaki's family have had a word and said, look, you know, I've, I've, I've dipped my hand in my pocket for everybody mm. you've ever wanted way more than most clubs around our level, way more. And it's now time to sort of stop just building a brick wall at the defence. There's a time to build a brick wall at defence and it worked beautifully against Chelsea, but it's not always going to work like that. And I said that after Chelsea, you know, everybody had a great game against Chelsea and we walked away with a 1-0 win. And we tried it again against Manchester City, which I completely understand. But then, you know, he did come out amazingly in the mm. second half, just kept bringing attackers on. At one point, I was thinking, God, how many people have we got in the attack? And I, I <laughs> respect that. And whether it's come from Maranakis or Cooper, I don't give a shit as long as my club are actually trying to get further up the pitch. 
That's all I care mm. about. I don't care about where it's come from, but I do think it's probably come from the Maranakis oh. family somewhere. Owen, um, with that, would you, you mind know, telling me I, the extra numbers that. this weekend? Because you seem yeah. to be able to see the future. Yeah. Appreciate I, it, how do you know we would have got relegated? What if we'd have bought something else in and we'd gone sawing up the table? A bit what if we'd bought... Do you know who was coming in? Yeah, Costa Coglu. Costa Coglu. Yeah, what if we bought Costa Coglu in? Lottery numbers would be fantastic. Yeah, it's a moot point. Um, I think he's got... Do you know what it is? The expectations have to be different this season. There's no way on earth Nottingham Forest should be involved in a relegation battle this season. Look at the crap below us. There's no way we should be involved in that. And I think that puts the pressure and also kind of gives the owners and management team, whatever you want to call it, that bit of extra leeway as well. Because if... If we're involved in a relegation battle this season, then there's no doubt Cooper should should be in trouble because he's give, been given all the tools he needed. He's, I've said many times, he's running out of excuses now. He can play a variety of formations. He's got the quality that we haven't had in this squad at any point, certainly not in, in the last 20, 30 years. Um, and we're getting to a point now where, like I said, he's run out of excuses. So the fact that, you know, we're expected to stay in this division and stay in this division comfortably this season, we need to see progression on the pitch. Now, that yeah. might be... If that demand doesn't come from the fans, like we have done all the way through, then Cooper's got nobody really criticising him because unless it, um, Maranak is on the phone to him every single day telling him what he thinks, then he's not hearing any negativity. And if everybody wants to just... Our, our, our clap along for everything, whether we do well or do badly, just because we stayed into the, in the division, that that's not going to wash for season. So I think was the pressure's dog on. Is that a dog or a seal? That was supposed to be a that seal. Was terrible, man. I, I realised I've got I've got I've got the mic in my hand, so I, could, I was going to clap my hands together, but that wouldn't have worked. Oh but yeah, do you, do you get what day. I'm saying? Am, am I right in <laughs> yeah. saying that? But there's no reason he's he's under. We're not under no pressure to be relegated this season, so he has to improve. Yeah, he's changing his tactics, though. Obviously, mm. he's said it, he's stated it, and he's doing it on the pitch. He's changing his tactics. So let's give him a bit of time to do that. We were all critical of him last season. Mm -hmm. Now I'm a bit more, hang on a minute, he's changing and he's playing more of the style I want to play. These small tweaks, the MGW thing is a little bit bugging me, but at the end of the day, he's, you know, let, let's just give the guy some more time. We're doing okay in the league. Yeah, we're doing way better than we thought we'd be doing at this stage at the beginning. When we saw the fixtures come out, we're doing way better. Yeah, there's there's mm. two things just to come back at you on that. Firstly, I agree, and I've been pleased with some of the evol evolution that Cooper's made. Substitutes, as Simon says, I've never agreed with the substitutes all last season. As a player rating, mm. yesterday, I was pretty impressed with it, and I was mm. in a couple of the other games. can't remember offhand what they are. Mm. However, what I will say is... That just because some fans' expectations haven't risen, and it's up to you as a fan if you want it to rise or not, to be honest, whatever your expectations are, mine or the guys on the panel, it means nothing. There's only one person's <laughs> expectations that matter. 100%. That's Maranakis. Mm. That's Maranakis. And anyone who doesn't believe that Maranakis' ambitions is European football, higher up the league, I'm not saying all of this in one jump. But I mm -hmm. guarantee you, he doesn't put 250 million in in the last, um, you know, just 14 months um, to expect us to be in a relegation battle. So although I think Cooper 
is better this season than he is last season, and you'd naturally expect that. I would say he will be under more severe pressure this season than he was last season. If you remember this time last year, we went seven in a row, L's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if he floats around three or four, Maranakis will start to have some serious conversations. So it's a lot harder this year is the point I'm making in terms of he's got to be on it. Because Mar- yeah. there are managers available. Maranakis won't hesitate um, this year. Yes, you can argue should he or should he have not gone last year. That's the whole debate. That's gone. Yeah. That's gone. But what I'm saying is there is evolution. And I'm yeah. very pleased with some of the forward signs he's made. But I think the fan base need to understand that this is the Premier League. The Premier League is not like the championship. It's cutthroat. Higginbottom yeah. held eight today in a team that's <clears> going to be fighting a relegation battle. If he's still in charge yeah. tomorrow, I think most of the footballing world will be shocked. Yeah. yeah. Look, at, look at company at Burnley. Look at company. He must be thinking, what the hell is this league? You know, Poch. Poch. Yeah. They're calling for his head. Poch. Fat pot, six, yeah. Six games in, they're calling for his head, and he's fresh into the job. Yeah, what are you laughing? Mm. Podgy, podgy Poch, <laughs> guys, listen, chat, please. Podgy Chino, you there were so few people in our watch along today, it was so much fun. You must, must go to watch it back. Please yeah. try and come next week because it was so much fun. We do have a laugh, and it is pretty spiky isn't it and very exciting please even if you watch uh, even if you watch the football in the background please put us on Pogitino, yeah. yeah that was his new nickname um, let's, get into, let's get into a couple of the comments keep saying i personally yeah. just want to see progress and lessons learned we are seeing that um owen saying and when have the greeks ever made a good managerial appointment uh other than cooper you guys are in dreamland. I mean, the Greeks haven't be. won like what twelve league titles in Greece and run successful businesses because they've Farmers only league, ever made though. one good managerial appointment. Um, certainly less straws this year, says Randoms. Um, JB saying random. people say he's got the players, but the first half of the show was about how they were not performing and yet need time. So surely we're waiting. For the players, not yeah. And let me ju- let me jump in on that one. So yeah. if you have a look at our next set of fixtures, we've gone through obviously one of the worst starts you could possibly yeah. want to a Premier League season. But if you look at mm-hmm. our next ten fixtures, we face one top six side in the next ten. He's got the opportunity now to really build some points and build some uh, an identity. Uh, and I and I say I don't mind the tinkering, but he has to. As eventually, he's going to have to settle on a fo- one or two formations and agree horses for courses, hundred percent. But we've got one top six team, and that's Liverpool in the next ten games. This is the opportunity to build up ahead of steam and to get the, the players playing the way he wants, the formation he wants, and making those tough decisions, which we I will give Cooper credit for. Has he has started to make so? Owen, it's not all doom and gloom here. We do want him to do well, but he. All I'm saying is, I think the patience will won't be there, and I think. Wolverine's 100% right. He's not going to get a chance to lose seven games in a row this season. Before he's I, really, so. I really respect Owen's opinion, by the way, because yeah. he's always in the chat and he's always 100%. kind of... 100%. And I understand Owen's point of view. We've had so many managers and we've now got a bit of stability, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, Owen, just to, just to reiterate what Ez just said, you know, we'd love nothing more than Cooper to sort of be a bit more um, progressive in terms of attacking and just balance that out from his very defensive mentality normally. And I think if we can um, make some progress this year to mid-table, 
um, maybe above, and we see a bit more attacking football. I think we're all on board with you, then, my friend. All on board with you. Absolutely. Yeah. No, look, we, we are we are called the Grumpy Old Reds. We come here to have a little bit of a moan, a little bit of discussion. <laughs> yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, it can't all be happy clapper, mate. You know, we have to discuss things that we we do believe individually, we do, yeah. not always yeah. as a collective. And he he understands that. He understands. Can we discuss he does. it? Oh, no, but this is like, yeah, this is why we have the debate. He keeps us, yeah. yeah. He keeps us on our toes. To be fair, and it doesn't you know, matter what would... angle you come from. It the objective is the same. You're going to meet in the middle yeah. on the objective. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Okay, so pretty much covered everything ish we wanted to cover. There's still plenty to talk about. We've overrun a little bit, but there's there's 350 of you in here. Please don't forget to hit the like if you haven't already. Only a hundred of you have done and... so far. Um. I think we'll wrap it up there. We've gone over the time allotted and I need to go have a coughing fit as well. Eddie, you need to sober up, Eddie. I don't know what yeah, you're Eddie, on right Eddie, now. I need to sober up. I love, I love you, you, Eddie. He's in Spain, you, isn't he, still? Are you ever coming back, Eddie? You seem yeah, to be he's, he's, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. Yeah, and as, um, as Carol says, I love the channel. Oh. You guys are wicked. Make my day. Thank you. Look, I will reiterate. When we come on here, we're going to talk straight. We're going to talk about good performance, bad performance, good managerial performance, bad managerial performances, etc. It's not your cup of tea. You don't have to watch. There's other channels you can watch who are maybe a little softer or maybe a little harsher um, in their views. But just take it for what it is. At the end of the day, we're all still Forest fans. Yeah. Gunners. No, I was going to say, and if you if you are here from, you know, just don't be scared to have a comment. We will bring it up and we will, we yeah. will um, discuss it, you know, but don't be shy to be here and have an alternative opinion because we do we do pay attention. We might not might not agree with you and we'll tell you why we but we'll tell you why we don't agree with you. We won't just say dismiss your comments, you know, so it's about construct being constructive. And also, guys, just have your opinion. Don't be scared to have your opinion. Please. Exactly. Correct. You're all entitled to it, and the platform here is to give it to you. Okay, very quickly, Beat the Drop is back on tomorrow at 8 with a huge, huge announcement. Huge announcement. Do not yes. miss it. It's like next level. Okay, so that'll be on at eight o'clock. There'll be an analysis video, I think, tomorrow. I think Dino's got a video coming out on the high press. So make sure yep. you go and subscribe to the mm -hmm. high press exclamation mark THP um, in the chat. We'll get you there. And of course, FFTV Premier League for all yep. at the moment, all your FPL tips. And there's been oh, a few yes. good ones, apparently. Oh, yes, <laughs> I've had a good week. But yeah, I was going to say, I mean, whoever's in the chat and who plays FPL, who have, if you haven't come over to the other channel, just pop, uh, stick a, uh, stick your thumbs up in the chat. Because what I want to do is uh, one of our FPL shows on the FFTV channel, just to get you guys involved and then give you a little um, little teaser of what we've got going on on uh, uh, Fantasy. Well, it will be the FPL channel soon, but the FFTV Premier League channel. All right. <laughs> Tony, you're a funny guy. And All Super right, Saturday and Soccer Sunday at the weekend, yes. guys. Whenever Forest don't, don't play, please come along. It takes us a quiet bit of time to put it all together. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to have low numbers, we're probably not going to do it. So please come over and support support that. It's going to I'm be a lot. To get we're going to have to have some guests in there as well, away from yeah. the four of us. And just a heads up, it's a Super Saturday next week, so there's a lot of three o'clock kickoffs. So yeah, Super Saturday playing on Sunday, absolutely. Yes. All right, we're way over time. Thank you all so much for watching. Please hit that like button if you haven't already. Subscribe if you're new. I'm gonna go and cough into the bin. I will see you guys tomorrow. And come on, you Reds, you Reds, you Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.